Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. Jesus is getting us ready for his return. He's getting out those spots and wrinkles if we're allowing him to. Revelation 3.19, he said we should get excited about being corrected, being instructed by him, because when we are, that is when he can make us like him. And even while we're here on the earth, we should be like him. And then getting ready as we learn to be like him, as we grow in faith, then we're really getting ready to move in with him and be that witness at the same time. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us, for getting us ready, instructing us, correcting us, so that we can be that perfect witness for you, meaning that mature witness for you, so that we walk in love, we forgive. Your, your way is just our second nature. And we love you and we praise you. We thank you for letting us know we're not ready and, and showing us how to get ready. I give you all the praise and all the glory. So we've been talking about receiving our healing as being ready for Jesus. He doesn't want us walking around sick and diseased or, or broke sad, depressed, but we are to be like him. We are to get out those spots and wrinkles and walk in his way, live in heaven on the earth, imitate him. Jesus said, I only say and do what my father would say and do. And Jesus is saying, only say and do what I would do. Would, would you see Jesus walking on the earth sick today? Of course not. And if he's living on the inside of you, should you be sick? Of course not, but you should be led by the Spirit, taught His Word, and know how to live in His kingdom. So I'm going to just do a little bit of recall. So we started out talking about Mark 11, 22 through 24. Jesus said, if you believe what you say, it'll happen for you. He cursed a fig tree and the disciples saw it the next morning. He said, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples saw it the next morning. And he said, yeah, if you have constant faith, it means if you have all the time faith, then you can say to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart, it'll happen. If you believe what you say, do you really believe what you say? If you did, we learned that we are to put the word in our heart, Luke 6. We're identified by our fruit. When you put the word in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. And when it comes out your mouth and you talk to the mountain, that thing that you say is going to happen. The mountain is the problem. And so when you speak, by his stripes I'm healed, if you had put the word in your heart, it will happen. And he said, we can't just hear the word and um, not do the word. And Jesus said on that day, you who practice lawlessness away from me, I never knew you. All of this is his law. Living by his principles is living his law. And so calling those things to be not as though they were, putting that word in your heart so that when Satan comes against you, when that storm comes, when Jesus gets here, you're not going to be moved. 
when Jesus gets here, it'll be as a storm. And if you haven't prepared for him, then on that day, you are going to run and you are going to hide and you are going to wish that he never came. All of his word is his will. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. This is his will. To be well, to put the word in your heart, and so that you have his power, him. When you speak to the mountain, it'll move. When you cast out demons, they'll go. But first we have to have all of his word in our heart and doing it. He only lives in those who obey him. He said, if you obey me, my father and I will come and live on the inside of you. And so receiving your healing is vital and it is, it is his law. He said it. It's his law. And so we got to get really serious about it. We can't just be compromising and say, oh, it's okay. You know, I can be sick and, you know, I can be this poor representative of Jesus. I know I'm just putting it out there for you. If we're sick and we're broke and we're depressed and, and we, we're addicted to stuff, then we're not representing Jesus well. So we are going to talk we're going to finish talking about receiving our healing. And I just want to remind you of one, one more thing. In Luke 6, we read, He who merely hears and does not practice doing my words is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation, against which the torrent burst immediately it collapsed and fell, and breaking of it, and breaking and the ruin of that house was great. So we, we talked, I got off a little bit, and we talked about when Jesus comes. But when you don't have that word in your heart, he's telling you to put that word in your heart so that when the enemy comes against you, so when he comes on that day, you're ready. If the enemy comes against you and you haven't put that word in your heart, we talked about yesterday putting that word in your heart and it has to grow. It's a seed and it has to grow into the faith that you need to go ahead and use that faith, which is what we're going to talk about today. We got to use that faith. So you put the word in your heart, you water it, just like you water a flower. We talked about if you plant a seed, you got to water it, then it comes up and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you get to see that beautiful flower or plant or whatever it is that you, that, that you um, watered, you grew it. And your faith is the same way. You put the word of God in your heart and you keep hearing it. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. The more you hear, the more revelation is going to happen for you. <clears throat> and so the more the manifestation of his promises are going to be in your life. And so it, it's a great thing to see your faith sprout into bringing forth what you said, what Jesus said you could have. He said you could have it, right? And so today we're going to go to Luke 17. So in Luke 17, the disciples were actually asking Jesus for more faith. And so Jesus said, well, here, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. This is the Amplified Classic Bible. 
that trust and confidence that spring from our unbelief in God. And the Lord answered, if you have faith, if you trust and have confidence in God, even so small is a grain of mustard seed. So he's saying you don't need that much. You need it to grow and to develop. You need that wisdom, that revelation knowledge, of course. But, you know, now he's saying you got that. And you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots, be planted in the sea, and it will, it will obey you. Verse 7. Will any man of you, if he has a servant, plowing or tending sheep, say to him when he comes in from the field, come and sit down and take your place at the table? Will he not instead tell him, get my supper ready, gird yourself and serve me while I eat and drink, and then afterward you yourself shall eat and drink? Is he grateful and does he praise the servant because he did what he was ordered to do? Even so, on your part, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded to you, say, we are unworthy servants possessing no merit or we have not gone beyond our obligation. We have merely done what was our duty to do. What Jesus is saying today is he planted that seed in your heart you grew your understanding. You have revelation knowledge. You matured. And now you have his authority, his power, his knowledge to go ahead and use your faith. You don't rest your faith. Your faith is your servant and you tell it what to do. And then he demonstrated that. He was going on his way to Jerusalem. And um, as he was going into the village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. And they raised up their voices and called, Jesus, Master, take pity and have mercy on us. I just want to point out faith here. They had faith. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been calling on Jesus. And how did they get faith? Faith comes by hearing the word. They heard of Jesus. They heard of the miracles that he was doing. They heard his teaching. They had to have. You can't have faith if you don't hear it. If you don't hear by his stripes you were healed, then you don't know it. If you didn't hear it, if you didn't hear the truth, you don't know the truth, and you're just going to suffer needlessly. And some people even hear the truth, and they still just suffer needlessly because they're too lazy to say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, what do I got to do to be healed? Jesus. And when he saw them, he said, go at once and show yourself to the priests. And they went and they were cured and made clean. They weren't cured before they went. They went. They believed what he said. They had faith action. That's what we're talking about today. You have to send your faith out. You have to make your faith your slave. You developed it. Now use it and go do that very thing that you say that you believe. If you believe it, you're going to do it. And so um, they were cured and made clean. Then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, he came back recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice, only one out of the ten. And he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. 
and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and to recognize and give thanks and praise to God except this alien? And he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith has your faith, your trust and confidence that spring up from your belief in God has restored you to faith, to health. Now, what's the difference? The other ones were cured. This one was cured and restored to health. Leprosy can leave you paralyzed. It has side effects. So he was restored. Whatever was taken from him from that leprosy, he got back because he came back and he thanked Jesus. He was excited. James 2.17. So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, actions of obedience, to back it up by itself is destitute of power, inoperative and dead. I'll start up a little further. Verse 15. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him, goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed without giving him the necessities of the body, what good does that do? And, you know, so often that's how it happens. Somebody has lack, and the Christian person prays for them without really doing what they could do. They didn't give them the food or the clothes. Just prayed that God would send someone, not recognizing that God sent you. If somebody comes to you without clothes or they need money, then God sent you. Not to pray for, for him to send someone else. So in the same regard, he said, faith is, you know, and I guess before I, I say this, I want to say, some people say, well, I don't have anything to give him. If I give him this, I won't have that. But I will tell you a few things. If you give, it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And if, you, if you're worried about your lack, then that isn't faith. If God sends you someone and you give to them, you have to have faith that God is going to return to you. Give and it'll be given. You have to know the word. You have to have the spirit living on the inside of you. And the only way that can happen is if you're going to regard him. You're going to heed his voice. If you don't heed his voice, you're just going to act like the heathen. Jesus, not everyone calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father, it's your responsibility. And then many are going to argue with him and say, well, Lord, I did this and I did that. And he's going to stay away from me. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. So anyway, a little extra there. So verse 17, so also faith, if it doesn't have works, deeds, actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, and dead. Verse 18, but someone will say to you then, someone will say to you then, you say, you have faith, and I have good works. Now show me your alleged faith apart from your good works, if you can, and I will, and by good works of obedience, will show you my faith. Your obedience is your faith. Okay, so you got filled up. You got the word of God. 
you know that by his stripes you were healed. You got faith. And now what? Faith without action is dead. Talking to the mountain is faith. If you said, by his stripes I'm healed, then you act healed. You say it and you do it. So often, um, well, I'll just tell you one testimony. So I broke my tibia bone. And I did that on the treadmill, and I didn't know what I did. Jesus, he told me I broke my tibia bone. Because once he told me I didn't have to go to the doctor, I started not going to the doctor because he's my doctor. And so, um, and I didn't, I, I did have a lot of pain with it. And so I was taking lots of Advil, but I was doing everything else. I was taking my dogs for a walk. I was doing the things I do around the house. I, I was doing my work for him, but I was taking tons of Advil because of the pain. And he said, stop taking that. If you believe you're healed, stop taking it. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. You got to hear from him what to do. He'll tell you your faith action. Just like he's teaching the disciples, you're not doing anything. You got faith the size of a mustard seed. You can go tell that mulberry bush to get up, to, to come be pulled out of the sea, be pulled up and cast into the sea, but you're not doing it. You got this faith and now you're not using it. Wow. I feel convicted right now. I'm thinking of other things I have faith for, but I don't go and do it. Anyway, back to our healing. So he's saying, you're telling me you're healed, but you're taking all this Advil. So stop taking the Advil. So I stopped taking it. And I really didn't have that much pain. In fact, I was able to walk on it. And somebody said to me, your leg isn't broke. And um, I, I... Didn't like hearing that, and I was feeling, I was feeling influenced, I guess. And I thought, wow, maybe it's not. Of course it is. It hurts. Jesus told me it is. And then he confirmed it, and I felt my bone shift. Like, you know, when your bone's connected like this, I felt it shift. And so he was confirming to me that my leg was broke. And anyway, the next morning, after I did what he told me to do, the next morning, I woke up healed. And so I had faith action. I didn't just say it. You know, lots of people, I hear them say, I believe that I'm healed. And then instead of acting healed, because the word isn't there, because they didn't fill up on the word. You got to fill up on it every day. Those flowers need to be watered every single day. Otherwise, they're going to start shriveling up and die. If you don't water your faith, it's going to start shriveling up and it will die. The enemy is going to come and take even what you did have. And you're going to end up going to the doctor and getting a cast on for all those weeks. And maybe you're thinking, well, that's okay. I can do that. You know, I, I'm not going to say it's okay or it's not okay. But I am going to say that Jesus is calling us up higher. I'm going to say that he gave his life for you. He, he took stripes for the provision for your healing ahead of time. I'm going to say that brings him glory. I mean, anybody can go to the doctor. 
Now, don't say, oh, you know, Evangelist Lee said that I shouldn't go to the doctor. I didn't say that. I said, Jesus said, if you had faith of mustard seed, this is what you can do. Jesus said, use your faith. Jesus said, by his stripes, you, you were healed already. So what, what I am saying to you is get on your knees and ask him what to do. And what he wants us to do is get rid of those spots and wrinkles to be that beautiful bride that stands before him that you can say, I brought glory to your name. I proved your will is good and perfect. I walked in divine healing because I believed you more than I believed my circumstances. I just believe he is bringing us up higher, walking around healed and whole and prosperous, bringing his will to pass on the earth, living in heaven as on the earth. Being a true disciple isn't being sick. It's believing the impossible. Anything is possible for him who believes. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how long it takes because if it takes time, he's growing you up. He's growing you up. You're going to start thinking differently because you're going to be thinking like him. He's going to give you his thoughts. And he isn't going to expect you to go from your pampers. I heard someone say that. I thought it was cute to without pampers overnight. But he's calling you to grow up. Being perfect like him is to be mature, to decide, all right, it's my lifestyle, I forgive. doesn't matter what they did to me. Jesus said, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. So we got to say that seven times, 77 times a day. Let it go, let it drop. So hearing the word actually gets you excited and motivated to prove God's will is good and perfect. And I get excited just doing this, just teaching you what I know. And I know Jesus is excited when you apply that. We read, if you only hear it, what good is that going to do you? Then when the storms and the winds come, you're going to be blown right over. When Satan comes and says, your leg's not broke, you're going to fall apart. If you haven't put that word in your heart, if you don't go to Jesus and say, what's happening? Confirm your word to me. What are you thinking? Remind me. Get out the word. It says, by his stripes you were healed. Don't fall apart. You won't fall apart if you keep going to him, if you let him encourage you, if you built your house on the rock. Jesus is coming, and we need to get ready, and I hear him. He has a word for us. What is it, Lord? He's saying, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm going to give you what you need. My way is peace, real peace. It's not hard to serve me. I want to give you everything I have. I want you to walk in divine health. 
I don't want you to go through unnecessary pain. I gave my life for you. Because when you hurt, I hurt. And you're reaching out for other answers. And that hurts me when I have your answer. And I can make your life more than you can even ask or think. I have more happiness for you than you can do for yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Gotta go to him. He's the way. He's the true rest, your peace, your joy. He can fix anything. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for your word today, for this teaching. We acknowledge your way. We acknowledge that you've already made provision for us. And all we have to do is have the understanding of your instruction. And we just commit to put our faith to work today. Make it our slave. We grew it up, and now we, we have the privilege of telling, calling those things to be not as though they were, telling those things what to do that we have authority over, that you gave us authority over. And we call ourselves well. We call ourselves healed and whole because you took those stripes our healing. We don't have to beg you. You already did it. So we call it. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the praise and all the glory in your name. And Lord, I just want to help those of you today who are listening if you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, if you've never committed to heed his voice, just make that commitment now. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. So commit to heed his voice. We love you and praise you. Thank you, Jesus. So if you said that prayer, I would really love it if you let me know that. And then you want to seek him every day and you want to make sure that you're heeding his voice because the same is true. If you heed his voice, he'll, he'll come and dine with you. He'll live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20. But if you don't heed his voice, he won't be living on the inside of you. And you'll live in confusion and you'll live under, under the curse right here on the earth. And then when he comes, you'll hate it that he came because you're going to see that you ignored him. And if you ignore him, he has to ignore you that day. That's why he's going to say, I didn't know you. You ignored me. And now I'm going to have to say, I didn't know you. He's going to ignore you. Do you ever have anyone ignore you? It's not nice. And if you're not listening, you're ignoring him. And then on that day, you're going to reap what you've sowed. So get it together. Jesus is coming. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.